And we are live. It's Cigar Saturday on BourbonBlog.com. I'm Tom Fisher. This is Matty Rock. He is joining us from uh, Sanjas there in New Jersey. And I'm right here on the border of Indiana and Kentucky, as always. We also have uh, the incredible producers, Del Harvey and Israel Marrero. And uh, where, where are you guys right now, uh, Del and Israel? Del, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm in Chicago, um, and you can't see the stacks of boxes because I'm packing to move to New Haven, Connecticut. So, all right. Yeah, in transition, getting closer to New York. He's going to be closer to me now. His property values are going to drop already. <laughs> Not at all. Just terrible. Going to be a lot closer to me. Yeah, you'll be close, even closer to Saj. Oh, I like there it. You go. I like it. And nice. and is where are you? I'm in Altamont Springs, Florida. All right. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun here uh, chatting with you guys. I know you have some really exciting projects uh, coming up here. But first, uh, let everyone know, you're, all those tuning in, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, take a moment and like and share this. Make sure everyone knows about the uh, Cigar Saturday Love. And uh, if you do like and share this, we see you doing that. We're going to put you in the uh, drawing for that uh, free bag of bourbon coffee tonight. And um, so, what's, so uh, what's what's happening there at Sanjas, Maddie? What's what's going on? It looks like a pretty good crowd there tonight. Yeah, you got a couple of peeps, like I said, as uh, as the restrictions are dropping, yeah. uh, and the weather is getting nicer. Everybody's tired of the uh, of the COVID blues, so a lot of yep. people, especially in this area, got their first and second shots in. So things are uh, things are creeping back to life, uh, which is like I said, which is a nice thing to see. Mother Nature is, is is giving us a little bit of love. Although yesterday she was back to being uh, apparently somebody on uh, methamphetamines and it was you know 38 and, and blustery. When, yeah, she needed an intervention. With, is it was terrible. So today today was nice. Today was about 50, 56, 58 here. And uh, for Easter tomorrow it should be in the 60s and nice. So I was uh, I was happy for that. So things are, things are a little hustle and bustle. I mean my second shots on the 13th. So my uh, stir crazy ass can start getting back on the road again. There you go. Mine is uh, mine's on the twelfth, so I'm uh, I'm right there with you. So uh, yep. yeah. Day after you, we can we can complain about our headaches together. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my head! <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. We'll just uh, hopefully not. We're hoping not. But uh, now, so obviously, uh, a lot of experience between the two of you. Obviously, uh, Dell Harvey, uh, known for Hill Street Blues, and so much more since then. Uh, is deadly terrain the straw buyer uh so many great um projects you all have done you all have uh is it is it a couple new projects we're going to be talking about tonight well yeah, yeah we've got a couple of things be... to talk about um we've yeah. got uh something we're doing with venetius machado yeah uh working on a project with him um and we've also got um Izzy's pet project now, Bobby Brick. We've been working on that for a long time. He just did a rewrite on that. And uh, uh, one of my scripts, Moonlight Mile. So yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff in the works. Yeah. Yes, and sir. how have these been progressing uh, the last, what, what 12 months or so? Are you uh, are you all back? Are you in po uh, pre-post? Where are you at on these? Well, it's, it's still development, not even in pre-production yet um, because nobody's doing production i don't know how much you guys know about this but um i know you had federico on not too long yeah. ago he's a great guy um and uh a lot of productions have been stopping because of COVID. they'll get yeah. going and they'll just have to stop and it's just it's so expensive because of the the COVID requirements um it's it's just crazy so we're gonna wait until hopefully things get better soon right yeah so when does it look like that's going to happen? I mean, it, you know, I've heard a variety of different uh, productions. What are you What are you thinking? I, you know, you, you ask me, <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, so, how's that? <laughs> Could be by the summer, maybe give or take. I'm hoping by next spring. Yeah, yeah, God willing, yeah, yeah. God willing, yeah. next spring. Yeah. So for for I'll for most productions, everything. it could be until uh, until springtime. For a lot of them. For a yeah. lot of them. Yeah. Do you know about the Mandalorian? Do you guys watch that show? I know a little bit about it. I've, I'm familiar with it, but is that, tell us about that. They have a very unique way of filming where everything is in one stage and the background, no matter what it is, 
is is projected uh, through computers. So they don't have to be out. They don't have to be in the world. They don't have to be amongst other people. Everything can be locked down. That is so unique that it, it helps make everything easier. It's still new technology, but um, I think it's going to, you're going to see it blossom a lot because of COVID, because yeah. of how easy it is to make it happen. You're in a big soundstage, and I don't know if you've ever been in one. Well, it's, it's like being in a radio soundstage. Um, you know, you're just isolated, and it's great. So. Yeah. So is that is anybody else doing that besides uh, Mandalorian? They're just they're just getting it started. This is yeah. all brand new. Yeah. So that's they're pretty much the. Uh, uh, they're, they're they're the first to do it. They are the yeah. first to do it, and they do a lot of that with ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, which is a, a George Lucas company. So, talking about Disney and those guys that have plenty of money, which oh, yeah. enter something into that into the business. Not with me. It's like I have five dollars and eighty cents. What's the best we could do here? So, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Matt. That's that's not really going to go that far. Like, oh, that's <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> so well, no, that's uh, it's very exciting uh, that those sort of um, technologies have adapted to what's happening. Um, so tell us about where to start. Um, I know where I've, I've Maddie tell me a little bit about it, but uh, what are you all working on right now together? Your turn um, is go for it. Okay, me <laughs> Dell is going to take Bobby Brick and direct it. Uh, we're currently doing a rewrite, which we did. And Vinicius Machado is going to play Bobby Brick. He read the script, fell in love with it. Uh, Vinicius is a really, really talented actor. I've been following his career for a long time. He was in uh, in Power with 50 Cent, that show. He's done True Detective. He's done a lot of good stuff. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, NCIS. This guy's a really, really good actor. Even Dell was like, wow, I think we should talk to Vinicius to see what he would want to do. And when we showed him the script, the rewrite to the script, he said, I'm all in. So he's 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 hands on with it, too. But it's like Dell was saying, this this COVID thing has made it very difficult for a lot of us to move forward with what we're trying right. to do. And um, working on that, you know, and then there is another 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 script that Dell wrote called Moonlight Mile. It's amazing. And that's something else that that uh, that's being worked on. And it's just that what we're doing is we're putting all the projects together, giving them the best development possible. So when things start to clear up, we can get on the tracks and go. Right. Because this COVID has just really stopped a lot of when Maddie can tell you, me and Maddie rocking for a long time. And uh, Maddie could tell you I, he, he's from the heyday of the 90s where all you needed was a letter of intent. This guy is a monster. He he funded $50 million project one time back in the so, day. Yeah. So it's just, a, it's such a different world now because, you know, back during the dot-com booms and everything, everybody who had money, what, what, what what's the coolest thing they could do is like, I, I'm a producer now. Yay. I'm like, all right, <laughs> set, settle yourself down. You don't, you don't own a, a percentage of the movie and calm down. I'm like, some people get a little twisted with what, what that means when you're when you're a producer and everything else, I'm like, take, mm -hmm. take a deep breath. But the parameters back then were so much different yeah. because people had so much money. Um, the movie houses and everything else were, it wasn't so monopolized, right? Um, mm -hmm. Everybody still had their, their freedom. Um, and the word independent film was the coolest thing that, that you can tell somebody like, Hey guys, we're mm -hmm. making an independent, yeah. you know, an independent film. Like you could show it, you could show a chick a million dollars, a Maserati, or, you know, she'll, she'll go with you and like, Closer, sweetheart, independent film. Ooh, you know, that was like <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the magic key phrase. And right? that's what you did. You showed them that and they and they loved it. You did oh, oh, oh yeah, man, man. I, I, I didn't I didn't do it on good looks alone. God, that would that'd be fine. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so those parameters were different. And then as you're getting into, like I said, the first launch of the digital age technically was really the nineties. Again, because mm -hmm. you had people trying to make movies online and, and the way everyone worked together so you would go to even not uh, institutionalized funders which would typically ask for say hey i need to know what what you're going to collateralize against this what are you going to do and you know back then they didn't it's like you know and is used to laugh is is like i know maddie and we're talking 15 years ago is like i know maddie's three favorite letters and he's like what l-o-i yeah i need to see that letter of intent if you can show me the letter of intent if you could show me the buy-in letter of intent from the actors, you show me the prospectus and everything else. 
people would fund and we were talking, you know, a million or two million people would come to the plate uh, and fund 15, 20, 50 million dollars. And that was like kind of like the golden age to get everything produced, uh, get yep. people out there. And like I said, you had the freedom really because there were still so many production studios around without everybody buying the next guy, right? And kind of monopolizing the industry. Then yep. I would say the first the first reel turned down, unfortunately, came, you know, it is and I were working on stuff. And then um, it was after that first financial crisis. And when mm -hmm. that first financial crisis hit, forget LOI, everything was, 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 What's what are you going to collateralize against? Yeah, and you'd be like, "Hey guys, this is this is a private film." They're like, "Yes, Maddie, but what's a what are you collateralizing?" Like, "Do you? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you an actor. What do you want me to collateralize?" They're like, "I like you get this guy's kidney. I like this guy looks like he doesn't drink. Maybe his liver." I'm like, "I'm not I'm not sure what you're collateralizing against." So, institutionalized funders were the first people to really clamp down and be like, "Look, now there's too much risk." Everybody has lost too much money. Um, yeah. All the bomb and the dot com sent a ripple effect into how people invest in the film and the arts industry, which to me really sucked. Um, yep. So that was the first thing. And then what we all know as, and I'm sure Tom knows as, and, and a lot of our viewers, you get the angel investors and the other investors, mm -hmm. you know, the, your, um, your other guys that come to it. The problem is, is now when you had people with money that were either angel investors or outside money guys that, you know, they wanted to own your film and they wanted, you know, yeah. they wanted not just conceptual rights, they wanted everything. And that's where people get crooked. Well, I'm the producer and we're doing this. I'm like, guys, producer is the person who goes in and gives the money in order that this film gets produced and goes to market and makes it. You're not a writer. You're not an actor. Hey, Matty, I'm the fucking great guy. I got to play. I could do the lead role. I'm like, dude, yep. I've seen a rock play, not the rock, but a rock play a better actor. Like, cut the shit. That's not, you know. You don't own anyone's intellectual property. And then you got really where everything just totally flipped and was that side. These guys like, oh, if it's not my intellectual property and I can't do edits. I'm like, dude, that's not your job. An investor means just that. You're an investor. Producer is also an investor. And people got lost with that concept and what that means. And now, now you fast forward now and you've had COVID and everything else and institutionalized funding shit froze everything. Literally froze everything. So when you talk about your VC and your venture capitalist guys, you know, it's how money trickles down in those industries. So there's no venture capitalist money going anywhere. So capital markets and everything's a mess. Well, now your regular VC guys, now they're scared because the VC guys don't know where to invest their money because they don't even know it's stable. If your usual commodity things or real estate, which is your stable stuff, has no stability, now they're, they're, they're out of their minds. At so, the yeah. same time, though, you have these people – the one one percent, forgive me, I don't know what else to call them, who are putting money in Bitcoin, which is nothing. It's mm -hmm. not real, and yet a single Bitcoin is what fifty five thousand. Yeah, I mean, you know, so they'll put money into stuff just for the heck of it. What is this new thing I just saw where they put a little bit of code in an image, and they'll buy it just so yeah, they can three, show some three letter denominal, yeah, that it goes up, yeah, T L H yeah. or wow. something else for your. We are actually buying, you own something in the cloud that's uh, that's from an artist. So they'll create this incredible thing. And I'm like scratching my head. And like, I've been collecting art for, for 25 years, but I don't think I'd want to be the guy to buy those shares on the moon or Mars or buy a star. Because to me, that's, you're you're actually buying an intangible, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're buying something that doesn't exist. And, and it's funny because in the art world, you usually be angry about buying a print and paying top dollar for a print. But right. even though at the end of the day, a print's still tangible, right? Um, yeah. So everyone's doing this. I own this online art. I'm like, I have Bigfoot in my backyard. Let's talk. Yeah. Like, right. How much? How much pay me? But you it's can't cool. see him. It's online in the cloud. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And at the same time, I know a lot of producers. Kind of switching back to film, I know a lot of producers and production companies in LA are buying up scripts, just waiting for this period to be over, and they're just going to run out and make stuff they think. But. I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, what I hear from the outside is that people are so tired of being locked down yeah. and drawn out mm -hmm. and away from it. Like I said, arts and entertainment. And like I said, quite often on the show, um, as our as our viewers know, we bring in we bring in artists. The arts are incredibly important to us. Like I said, yeah, bourbon within itself is an art and, you know, one of the, yes, one of the master arts. So you bring in arts and artists and artists and type things. Yep. Now, during all this, people realize how truly important is. You know, some of these things that people take for granted, uh, they're not taken for granted anymore. So my hope and thought process is people want to get back out there 
Uh, people want to start doing things. And I do believe in my heart that as it starts to wind down, people want to be vested in bringing in the arts back because they saw how important it is a film is to, to make you feel better, to get you out of that realm, how important music is and art and artisan type things are that before all this happened, you know, we took for granted. And now during all this, without those things, how many people, I mean, internets were, were dying for this. People were streaming, you know, nonstop and Netflix because everybody needed to get away from the reality of the everyday. So my yep. thought, and I'm hoping, and even talking to some VC guys, which VC guys are always the roughest. When you're a venture capitalist guy goes, you know, Maddie, I think I think you're onto something. And I believe that, that people need this, not just for the escapism part, but to be part of something that was endearing to them and help them get through one of the nastiest times that we've had in the last hundred years, you know, not even as, not even as a nation, right. Is on an international level. Right. Yep. I'm I'm happy that I've started to hear those peepings. You know, there's other good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, but I'm saying Sanj might want to be a producer of one of the things you might want to talk to after the show, you know, but, but Sanj wants to play a stripper. So that's between you guys. Whoa. I don't, I don't want right, nothing on that. So if, you, if you guys come to an accord, I mean, that's an automatic NC-17 rating. So keep me out of it. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, look, look, Del's like, hey, I've seen worse. We'll talk. That was good, Del. That was, that was very New York. You're like very, I'm very Brooklyn. Hey, you're not out of it. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. Yes, sir. I just saw somebody put up art is good. Art is good. Yeah. Some great yeah. comments yeah. here. Thank you, Brian. Uh, everybody watching, uh, Mr. Deliberate. Uh, thanks for watching. A lot of great people watching. And again, it's Bourbon Blog Live. And we're talking about some, uh, we're talking about a lot of things. Uh, what, you know, the art, the film, uh, every element we'll see coming out of the pandemic. Uh, and and what you're saying, Maddie, is, is you're seeing more and more people who want to get involved in that, even maybe more so than they ever had been. Right now, you're hearing those whispers. Yeah, because everything is so different. We've never been in a situation mm -hmm. quite like this. Um, and like I said, the things that saved a lot of us is the arts, right? Yeah, it, it, does. it saved us. It brought us together. It shows, you know, hey, don't take these kind of things for granted. If there's anything mm -hmm. we learned in these last, you know, 15, 16 months, don't take those kind of things for granted. These are these are what saved us. They're culturally important. They're artistically important. And, you know, they're good for your soul, man. Any any essence of escapism that you could get in the shit that we've just been through is, you know, you can't put really put a price tag on how important that is, right? Yeah, it's true. That's the truth. That's right. I mean, right. an escape is important because it's a lot of stuff going on, man. And, you know, art is what helps us get through, you know, like all types of art. Like right now, the art is what you guys are doing right now. That's an art that helps you escape. You know, like I was telling Matt a long time ago. A good cigar de-stresses you. It, it takes you somewhere else for that moment, especially when it's a good one. And it's like yeah. like anything else, you know, like writing for me is the same and Fidel as well. You know, creation, you know, be, you know, developing things, creating, writing. It, it's a distraction because this is so messed up. And yeah. people take everything for granted. Just like Maddie said, everybody takes everything for granted. And then when it hits you, that's when you're going to, uh-oh, you know. But that's that's what we're trying to do, you know. Yeah, yep. I, I think it's you know, it's it's so important, and people that are, like I said that are listening out there, I think we can all be together on that same page, kind of universally agree. What are what are those things that help get us all through this? You know, since we couldn't be together, we do things in this, did you know, in the digital world as we do today. But I really think people are looking forward to getting back out together and shows being on and being able to get to a movie theater. And like I said, from being. Oh, yeah. Cigar events and bourbon events with yeah. thousands, thousands of people, right? To you know, yeah. doing this, you know, people need that. Let's you know, the common core of, of humanity, right, is to be around other humans. It's just it's how we're built. Cool. We are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I can't wait to get back out there and make films. And there's a film that we were talking about, which would have a role for a very unique sort of actor. I think his name was uh, Matty Rock. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Run like hell. Remember that horror film? We got to make that. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, like I said, and I got updated because I officially said it's like I could play some badass shrubbery, a bush, a tree. I'm like, I own that shit. 
And, uh, and you know, Isendel, like, I think there's more for you. I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, that's great. Is, is that the <laughs> running shrub or are they running from the shrub? Which one is it? It, it, it doesn't matter. All I can say is smoking it. If you're yeah. interested, I've been upgraded from a cadaver and they actually have wives. But <laughs> this, could, this could be the smoking bush, in fact. Exactly. Exactly. The burning bush, in fact. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, that's that's incredible. Now, now, the, now, the projects you're working on now, can you give us um, – an overview of uh, of what these films will look like, of what the premise is. You want to go first, Del, or do you want me to? You you go ahead with Bobby Brick. Okay, Bobby Brick is basically something that I came up with uh, about 2008. Uh, I had a friend of mine who uh, was a bouncer at the old club, the Limelight. You remember that club, Matty? Yes, so, sir. Many strange is- things went afoot under that roof. Yeah. His name was Rick, so he was he's a big guy. And one time I seen him take a guy out, an unruly patron out, and the guy was giving him lip, and he and he hit him. But he hit him only like one time. So I told the guy, I said, man, your, your hands are like bricks, you know? So when after I seen that happen, th- the script was kind of based on things that were in reality, things that, I, that I've seen. So... Uh, that same night, a, a, a situation happened with a young woman who was drunk, and they tried to uh, uh, assault her. And my friend, the guy that I told you about, caught the guy and, and dispatched him a good beating. Mm. Cops came, boom. Years later, I ran into my friend, and then what happened was I said, hey, do you remember that night at the limelight? He said, yeah. I said, listen, I'm coming up with an idea. I want to write a story. I want to write a script. Do you mind if I base it on that? So he said, sure. You know, so that's when the whole thing of Bobby Brick started to come into play. But also that character is a composite of different people. It's a composite of him. It's a composite of myself because I was in the military. Um, And it was a composite of a friend of mine named Edwin, who was a Navy SEAL. This guy was really good. So that whole character started to come into play. And then I started to design a story because being from Brooklyn, Matty, will tell you, I lived in Bensonhurst three years. I've been around a lot of guys. That's all I'm going to tell you. So all of those conversations and all of those things was the preface to the story and, and what it was about. And that's how I came up with the story for that. And uh, as time progressed, the story changed you know, and now we have to bring it more into a linear modern time. So that's where this rewrite came in because the tapestry has changed in the city, you know? So this rewrite is basically modernizing the story and bringing it up to, you know, to date now for what it is now. Um, and yeah, Dell seems to like it. A lot of the people like seem to like it. You it's know, just the it's, limelight it's, itself. So New York, you know, Outside of New York and New Jersey, people don't know. It makes limelight even creepy. Like creepy, it was a converted church. Yes, it was. <laughs> no, you just talk about you know that little extra. What what goes on under the roof of this place? That's pretty insane. Oh yeah, it yeah. was a church. Like what? I'm like, yeah, it was a church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is God saying? Like he don't look in there. Mm-mm-mm. No, no. Limelight was a tough place, man. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I worked, and that's you know we worked. You know, we knew a whole bunch of some of the same people there. It was just, uh, it was insanity, man. You know, it wasn't quite like Studio 54. It was a little bit no. harder and more sinister. You know, 54 well, yeah. was one thing, but you come up to the next generation. This this was a lot harder, man. There's a lot harder game going on in there, if you catch my drift. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on in the limelight. A lot of stuff back in, the, in that time. It was, it was a tough place, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And, you know, that's the best way to write like i used to tell maddie all the time is from your experiences you know because when you draw from that people seem to tend to to like it more because they see some type of a common ground oh wow i knew a guy like that oh wow i've been through a situation like that because you know that's the way i write that's the way i've always written i wanted to base it in reality you know and dell's Kind of the Sindel is another person who writes beautifully, but he does it in things that he's seen and witnessed too. But the beauty of Dell is that Dell is a screenwriting pr- professor. 
So that, you know, that makes it beautiful. So like, if I'm stuck with some, hey, Dell, you know, can you help me here? <laughs> and he does, you know? So that's the beauty of that, you know? But basically, that's it. It's a gangster film. You know, it's about loyalty. It's about family. You know, I try to base it in those things, you know, like a throwback to the 80s films, the 70s and 80s, like that type of style. I wanted to give it that flavor. Right. Because a lot of movies now, they it's good. They're good. They're entertaining. But they don't have that same soul. You know, I'm a guy that watched French Connection, Seven Ups, Marathon Man. Those were great films. You know, uh, Scarface, Bronx Tale, Carlito's Way, uh, Godfather. Those oh, yeah. are the type of films. Sopranos, that show. Yes. I was going to uh, bring up a picture. Now, when did the limelight close? I was going to bring up a picture of it here. Um, oh, man, Maddie, Do you remember when it closed? Um, I'm going to say 2012. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Oh, so, wow. yeah, there she there is. So I think 2000, I mean, there was something there running. Goes. There, there was the club underneath that, that made it an extra year. But I want to say 2012 mm -hmm. when, when, when the doors officially shut. But yeah, so people would come like, that's a beautiful church. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a club. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Great. Like I said, and it's and it's perfect fodder to write about a movie because stuff that people be like, this, there's nothing real about this is like, no, amigo, this is, this is, this is real shit that, that happened under here. I'm like, I just told you, man, it's a damn church and it's a club. I'm like, mm -hmm. just, just go with me on this one, would you? They're like, oh, I'm like, yes. Yeah. And, and this, is a, this is a club you worked at, Maddie. Is that right? Or you spent some time there? Yeah. I had uh, I had people that worked there that I do that I I'd help do with promos and everything and pictures and everything else. But uh like I said, just crazy, you know. And you go there as a as a as a club fair and it's just crazy the shit that went on. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Maddie knew all the same people. We kind of knew all the, the same people that would deal in these particular places. I used to know, I used to know two guys that I used to know from the neighborhood, Frank and Mike DeMeo, right? The, the name DeMeo should say it all. Their uncle, I don't need to mention it, but DeMeo should say it all. These guys, I used to call them the Wonder Twins because you were going to wonder which one was going to beat you up worse. These guys were nuts. That's great for Easter. I got to go put all of us in witness protection. At the Easter. <laughs> Guys, it's something else. Something else. Something else. That club yeah, was, you know, it was and like it I was said, crazy. I got to see it from the other end because back in those days, you know, doing print ads, it wasn't you could it wasn't that you could find a 16-year-old kid to do print ads and everything else. So mm -hmm. people call you, hey, I'm promoting this. I'm like, Yeah, I know that place. Like, uh, can you help do flyers and everything else? Oh, I want to promote this. I'm like, so you really learn, you know, the inside of the beast because you gotta create mm -hmm. the best print stuff that you can, right? Right. So that's right. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy, man. So that's the one you're uh, working on. It's called, what's the name of it again? Brick? The um, Bobby Brick. The title of the, uh, the Bobby Brick. That's the Bobby one. Brick, yeah. And mm -hmm. the uh, and the other one is called, uh, was it Midnight? Something Midnight? Moonlight. It's Moonlight Mile. And actually, there's a, Maddie was talking about in independent films before. Uh, yeah like in the 60s and the 80s and how they, they keep making a resurgence. And that's kind of what's going on now. And mostly thanks to all these superhero films, these things that cost two, three hundred million dollars. So everything else is just, you know, 10 million dollars, 20 million. The problem with Moonlight Mile, it's a it's a, a crime thriller. And it's sort of like Tombstone meets Triple um, uh, Nine. It's it's action. It's it's cops and bad guys. And it's based upon an experience I had. Uh, we had a guy who lived in a neighborhood who was um, just a bad criminal. His name was Jack Devlin. And he would do things like break into your house and sit on the edge of your bed <laughs> while you're sleeping, go through all your stuff. Then you'd wake up and find him there. And you'd be too afraid to do anything because the guy was just absolutely nuts. He ended up being stabbed to death in his own hallway one night by somebody who was even a bigger monster than him. But mm -hmm. Moonlight Mile is just kind of a too big a film for us to make at this point. It's it's a good 20 to $30 million film. So yeah. we may sell that. We're also working on another idea with Vinicius Machado, the actor um, that, that Iz was talking about earlier. 
Um, and I've forgotten the name of the short. Um, it's called Disillusion of Faith. Disillusion of Faith, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he did a short film with his better half, Anastasia, his wife, and uh, and uh, another great friend of mine named Jose. Uh, and it was an amazing film. It was a short. So I kind of convinced him. I'm trying to convince him to make it into a, a feature. And it's, and it's something because nowadays the new thing with people that make movies, we're trying to do it in the style of Rust Dogs. You notice how it was like maybe six to ten characters, one or two locations, because you can raise money a lot faster doing it that way than when you try to, you know, big on a, with a bigger budget. Because the more the money you have to raise, the harder it is at times. So you, you go back to basics and you start doing these types of independent film. So he's going to give me a nod and see what he wants to do with that particular piece. I told him I love it. If you want to if you want to make it into a feature, he already has a lot of access to Vinicius. He's kind of the one kind of shifting our minds a little bit into starting, you know, into making smaller films and then working our way upward, you know, because everybody... We all want the uh, uh, 200, 300 million dollar feature. We all do. Everybody who somebody did it that way. All the greats did it that way. Small films and then it went up. Yeah. Hey, man, Pacino started on the stage for Peanuts, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And then you got a break in that little film, The Godfather. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> What? Right. Ne ne never heard of it. Right. Yeah. And Solange may have his start the very same way. He may start on the stage for Peanut. <laughs> but that's uh, what he's thinking about. Instead of, instead of Dirk Diggler, we'll have Solange Diggler, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, he could do his little thing. He goes, want to see me charm my snake? Uh, you see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, I'm a terrible person. Is that what he's smoking on? Does he have one of those uh, snake charmers? Is that what he's doing? I don't. He doesn't have it yet, right? It's a, no, I have a snake charmer. Oh, they're not out oh, yet. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a snake charmer. That's not it. it. Wow. That's, it, That's a Okay. That's a special dot head. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. We love him very. Oh, the cigar. Yeah. You, you said it. You said. It. Yeah. When we smoke these cigars, remember the hashtag not racist. <laughs> I, I didn't make him call him the Dothead. He chose the name for the cigar. <laughs> yeah, look, Del, Del's just like, Ugh. oh, no. I, I heard the moan all the way from Chicago at that sound. I but blame him, man. That's like so when cute. people ask, what are you smoking? I'm like, I, I would like Sanj to tell you what I'm smoking. I'm not at liberty to say right now. <laughs> then he just looks, Dothead, get it? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> something else They're good smokes too I, I i was impressed maddie i thought it was a really nice thing I, I, to, I told you man that that house blend is fiercely good really good really good blend so look look up look look here they are oh wow, oh, wow. The, snake, the snake charmers look they even look like the little flute you could play to charm the snake see there's your little <laughs> i think i'm doing all right i gotta ask <laughs> now what now how does the uh how does the snake uh how, how does it differ what's the blend of the snake is that it's, same, it's just same thing. It's just a different yeah. shape. Different wow. shape. Tobacco saying it's a Solomon with the little pigtail in the back, you know. Yep. So just you know, we're just fucking around with the different stuff, having fun time, you know. Yeah, that's great. That's good. That is. You know what? We need to make an A cigar that we call the snake that goes with it. You buy. Yeah. You buy the snake charmer, you get a free snake. That's right. Hey, marketing the, baby that's right <laughs> oh, so no. this is this is actually they call the the sizes they call culebra oh, oh right so, so uh -huh. culebra means snake but look that's right three cigars into one wow, wow. oh so no. you, you you smoke it here and you light the three cigars so that's three Ooh. little cigars into one hey maddie Bad, yeah, baby. That, that remind me of Pineapple Express, the trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure that we're more wrong and racist, which why I, I kind of like it. <laughs> we're the worst. Yeah. Sanj, are you going to branch out? Sanj, are you going to start branching out into marijuana? Start serving that? Actually, believe it or not, I do have a marijuana license. I do just you? don't do it. Uh, wow. 
Is it legal there in Jersey? Yeah, Navis, Navis. Yeah. yeah. What are you, what are you waiting for, Sanj? Are you uh I you know what? I think the type of clientele it would attract, I don't want that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't blame you there. You might have a separate place for that, or you just want to have it just to make sure you have one. Yeah, I mean listen, I you know, I have a lot of trademarks and a lot of licensing and stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I own a lot of uh Cuban trademarks and stuff. So nice. you know, it's just one of those things that I know. I just get it, and I, sometimes you know things like marijuana license. I'm never going to use it. Yeah, right. And yeah, I'm and cool. I kind of like being the most fucked up person here. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want anyone taking that from me. I'd be really pissed about it. It happened quick. Things changed. <laughs> no, that, that'd be upsetting. Like, all right, well, well, uh, I know Dell doesn't do cigars, but uh, we'll put a snake charmer in your in your bag for you. It is awesome. Got awesome. it. Got Love it. it. We'll yeah. ma- and we'll make you talk about it in its full name. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, that's like, yeah, you suck, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, you, you ain't wrong. No. I'm tired of all this fucking cancel culture bullshit going on, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to have some fun. So people's like, yo, I'm insulting myself because normally they're dressers as a fucking dothead, right? So here we are. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wow. If you can't fight them, join them. Exactly. Call me dothead all you want. That's true. I guess my it's it's time to launch my new cigar, the the asshole. Yeah, absolutely. The asshole. What'll be on the side of that one? Will it have a similar? Uh... <laughs> or or this one? This one will make Islaf, or I'll put out my new cigar, Fumar Mi Pinga. Oh. <laughs> Dell's like, I need some new friends. Del's just like, what did I, I love it. It's awesome. I'm getting ready to hear those fact sounds and blur out. Oh, sh- I'm losing you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would do. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta funny. have fun, man. We're in a situation yeah. where everybody's so, you know, we're so contained, and 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 people are so, you know, like, um, punctified. That's the word that I'm coming out with. You know, like everybody takes it too serious. Come on, man. Yeah. You have to live a little. You have to enjoy your life. You have to crack up because that's what keeps you sane. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And you gotta forget about it. You know? Yeah. That's what you hey. <laughs> Oh, I see you forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. So got Unbelievable. See this guy with jerk off. Forget about it. Oh. Up yours. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, jerk off. Yeah. Jerk hey, off. Hey. He's bringing all the nasty, all the nasty out of me. Hey, jerk off. I'm fucking talking to you. You see this guy? Just like, just like the best New York. New Jersey saying like, "How you doing?" means nine hundred. You don't even need that. You mm-hmm. could use "How you doing?" for everything. How you doing, Maddie? Remember this one? Hey yo, yo, <laughs> yo. Hey, think about it. How you doing is really for everything. You do something stupid. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Hey, you want to know what's up? How you doing? You see a hot chick? How you doing? Right? How uh, you doing? No, but it's, it's what's like, up with Peter Tataro? Is he in the trunk? Is you still fighting about the Taylor Ham and Cheese thing? What's going on? Yeah, with he's, he's oh, the Italian midget. What the hell does he know about New Jersey's cherished breakfast meat? And if you're listening, you little bastard, it's Taylor Ham. <laughs> That's been going on for how many years, Maddie? Oh, Jesus, dude, for, forever, yeah. forever. Well, you you know how it is. It is you are from the Taylor Ham world, you know exactly, man. Exactly. We're, we're we're miserable people, and Dell's gonna learn when he comes into New Jersey. As soon as you go south of the Driscoll Bridge, everybody gets called a dirty piney if they say pork roll, right? Oh my God, you get stoned at death. Yeah, you hear this? They, they look at each other. You hear this guy? The fuck is pork roll? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of jerk off rolling up into our fucking place, calling it pork roll. You need to teach him this motherfucker a lesson, you know. And it does. It goes to Sopranos like that when you're when you're yeah. messing with Taylor. It, it, Maddie used to call me. Say, I said, where you going, Maddie? He goes, I'm gonna go pick up the midget. We're gonna have another fight about Taylor Ham and pork roll. <laughs> and he is. Even in one day, he's like, you're right. He is an angry Italian midget. I'm like, you gotta work hard to get that hashtag. Said, you gotta oh work hard. God. That's a special hashtag. You gotta work at it. <laughs> it makes me laugh. See, that's that's what I love about Maddie. Maddie always has me cracking up. You know, I could be in a in a mood or in a funk, and then all I have to do is see him and put up the hygiene. Let me call this asshole. We'll say something. <laughs> yeah. Say something stupid. <laughs> Maddie, what are you doing? Just that. Oh, is this jerk off? It's like, all right, there we go. <laughs> oh my God, it's the best, man. I'm telling you. 
Sanz, is that why you keep him around? Does he make you laugh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think I think uh, I keep him in a line. You know, sometimes I have to hold him back, and yeah. you know, that's that. If I'm feeling up here, that like if you're feeling too good about yourself, Sanja bring you right to fuck back to reality really fast. You walk in, you're like, I kick ass. I'm the man. You leave, I'm like, I need to look back at my life's decisions. I don't. I don't. Oh God. He's right, you know. So I'd be like, I put you back where you belong, jerk off. I'm like, yeah. So, you know, of course, on the flip side, I would not call him as part of a suicide hotline. Bad idea. Oh, my God. Get it together. I was planning on jumping off what? the George Washington Bridge. What? Don't where do you, it. Are you close to a bridge? Jump off. No, no. This would be it. Hello, Sanch. I'm going to jump off the GW. No, no. Don't do it. Really? You're so much closer to the Brooklyn Bridge, you jerk off. I would go all the way there. Fucking stupid. Hello? Hey, they hung up. I wonder where they are. What hotline oh, would Sanch be? What would your hotline be, Sanch? What would it be? What would it be called? Oh, the, the truth. I just call them the truth, whether you yeah. want to hear it or not. The it's the truth. <laughs> You know, wow. the truth can set some people free or make you cry. They never put that that in the small lines. The right. truth sets you free and then dot, 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 or make you cry like a fucking baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is true, man. Amen. So it looks pretty empty in there. We scare everybody off? No, they went in the back. So. They're all in the oh, back. Good. good. So <laughs> when we do this, we tell them that, you know, they got to go in the back. Okay. Yeah. But I got the Puerto Ricans on the other side of the skin, uh, screen. You know, I got two Puerto Ricans up here. That's great. Yeah, Dell's like, first rule, new friends. Yeah, hold on. He's right. He's right. He's writing this. But no, on the real though, so Iz has already seen the pictures. We've done it. So remember, when you film here, when things get going, I mean, you have so many tiers. You have the two huge back rooms. Then the outside is a, is now a pavilion outside. What, 250 people? Yeah. So. Yeah. So just in one lounge, you get three different looks, and Sanj is starting work on the upstairs on top of that. Nice. Gosh. Nice. Yeah. Good job, man. That's great. So when you're when you're uh, when you're unpacked and you feel like dealing with crazy people, you know where you're coming, uh, Del. <laughs> Happily. Happily. I look yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah, man. In Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be up in Connecticut. So right. Sanj is on the border of uh, – Upper Saddle River and Woodcliffe Lake. You could like throw a rock across. So, so um, Iz knows what that is. So literally, you throw yeah. a rock across the yeah. street. You're right. Upper Saddle River. So mm -hmm. you jump on. Uh, you jump on 287. You're done. Yeah. Up by Dell in an hour and hour and a half. Sweet. Yeah, and then we have to get Israel up there too. That is cigar. There, there's heaven. no doubt about it. You see where 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 Maddie is? That's cigar heaven. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Sanchez shop. You got everything in there. Yeah. Everything. He got the Cubans in there too, hitting inside the boxes. Whatever you need, I got some Cubans in the trunk too. <laughs> Shit! First, you're already gonna get it. First, what is is gonna get us whacked? Now he wants ATF coming, dude. What the hell? <laughs> well, here's, here's your new script, guys. That will be you'll be writing from Pokey. There we go. <laughs> nice. One from comedy I to horror about really the, fast. Fucking hell. I wasn't talking about the cigars. I was talking about the people that roll them. Yeah. Oh. Are they in there too? And 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 now and now is added ins on top of it. Keep right. going in. Yeah. Kick Cayete is Cayete. Cayete. Is all proud of himself. Whole ride home. I'll hear. We'll be like. SWAT be coming for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, but it on is. The, on the serious guys, um, let everybody else know any of the other projects that you're working yeah. on, and where they where they can follow you, where, where they, they can, can follow, yeah, tell us where you can follow us. We're putting together. Actually, we're we're shifting from our old company to a new company. We've got a yep. new partner, um, Dan Griffin, who's like us. He's been making films since he was about three years old. Mm -hmm. um, and he's uh, he's working on a feature right now in Atlanta called 13 Steps, an action yep. film, action thriller. Tony um, Todd, right, Del? Tony, Tony Todd, Todd and a bunch of other folks, yeah. Um, yes. And so Griffin Group is what we're putting together. And mm -hmm. we will, we'll email that to you as soon as we have it. Have our act together, man. Give us a little time. Come on, Maddie. Yeah. You know what it's like. I'm, I'm New York, New Jersey guy. I'm patient. You know that. 
I know. I know. You're awesome. Yep. So that's yeah. what that's what we're working on. That's a that's a whole other situation that we're working on. And you know, it's just basically plugging away, you know, just plugging away and getting things as developed as best as we can. So when it's time to roll, we're ready to roll. Because that's how we always done it. But it's just we're just hoping and praying that this thing subsides already. You know, it's been a it's been a yeah. long time already. It's it's like what? A year and uh, what, Maddie? A year and a half already. I still, I still feel like it's it's April four hundred twenty-seven, twenty twenty-one, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I think the, the the blessings that are coming up is is uh, so far, so far everything seems to be working. Um, like I said, people, you know, we kid around a lot of things. I think people have to leave politics on the on the burner. Everybody's yeah. entitled. This is the United States of America. Everyone's entitled to their belief system, their belief structure, and everything else. But at the end of the day, a virus doesn't care who you are or what you mm -hmm. are. That's it's its job as a virus is to fuck you up. That's yeah, it. it is. Believe, not a belief. And even if you don't believe that, the second most important word that I think should have come up from all this is respect. So yes. even if you don't believe it or if this is a hoax or it's crap, okay, fair enough. Just respect the next person who maybe doesn't believe that. And I think if mm -hmm. we can all come together and have that agreement that respect is an essentially important part of everybody's life. You know, yeah. stop focusing on the media, stop focusing on the politics and focus in the reality and the now, right? Yeah, I, I feel I like there should be a moment of prayer now, Maddie. That was so, I don't very know. Very profound. But yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. Saying, respect yeah. is the key. Look, it's, the, it's, <laughs> the it's like an eclipse. Every now and then those the two existing brain cells cross, right? <laughs> and they fire together at once. It's what like, you it? know. It's like a lunar eclipse shit. A is meeting neurotransmitter B. Ooh. Well, just well, so you know, guys, I've got nothing. I've got nothing for at least another 90 days. So you're going to have to cherish that moment. You guys figured it out early, I think. Smoking cigars keeps it away. Keeps the COVID. Yeah. Well, let's hope it does. Let's, yeah. uh, little whiskey, was, little cigar. I made his laugh. Remember what I said? You're like, what are you doing to keep safe? I'm like, look, is you know I'm not sick, and I don't think it's coincidental. I've been using Dracar Noir since 1986, <laughs> and I think I th Dracar Noir keeps keeps COVID away. Like, I think it keeps it, it away. I still didn't get it. So, no, right, right now, guy, what is it? Uh, guy Pierre, who I made Dracar Noir. I was like, this guy, get us this guy now. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just saying, I've been loyal. I still have Dracar Noir. You're listening. Wow, you get it, guys. I'm just. <laughs> Look, Tom's never been more disappointed either. He's like, really, Dracar Noir? I'm like, <laughs> you're real courageous. And that, did you just that. coin that term in, in 86 or just recently? <laughs> what, the Dracar Noir? Yeah. That's, that's, that's kept me safe for, you know, 16 months. I'm sticking with it. I think it's worked for us, yes. You know, you know the missus isn't a real fan of it. She's like, you put on Dracar Noir, I will kill you. I'm like, see, it'd be you, not the virus. I'm just saying she wants you to start drinking. Work. It. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Can you start drinking again? I liked you better. Like, <laughs> All right, Tom. I saw. I saw a puff. Tom, what are we smoking today? I'm. I'm doing a Liga. Uh, Liga number nine, and having a nice. little peerless rye. Uh, and what are you nice. having there, Maddie? So, as you know, that the um, Drew Estate for their 20th anniversary put out the um, the Acid Twenties. So I was lucky enough to uh, to come by some of the. The special edition acid 20 uh bronxillas and you don't see it but apparently you require a master's and three phds to peel the silver lid the beautiful silver label off so anything that's childproof i do really poorly at so really enjoy the cigar even more because it takes the extra 10 minutes to peel everything away without stomping on the cigar and cursing when but, you um, send them to me instructions please oh yeah, yeah. It, it's, you're gonna, you're gonna need it it's a deep acid. Is that what it is? Catch a seizure trying to open that thing. Like I said, that'll come out, and uh, and I know Tom smoked them before, so like I said, yeah. the same, the same sweet profile to it, creamy, yeah, creamy. Yeah, like I said, is is has had the regular acid twenty before, so it's yeah. gonna be, you know, just a, they're just amazing. A particular unit they are, for that. They're amazing. And so Dell, since Dell doesn't smoke, we'll just send Dell swag. So next I've just had a. Uh, I've only ever had a Swisher Sweet. What do I know? You know. Oh, but Sw Swisher owns True Estate, so right now they're all. We're, I gotta gonna, go we're gonna bring you over to the dark side, Dell. That's right. All right. So Dell doesn't know. Dell doesn't know, but he just got himself a case of Swisher Sweets. <laughs> Is Dell? Are you are you all whiskey fans, spirit fans? What do you like to drink? Oh, uh, let's see. Jameson's. I'm a. I'm an Irish whiskey guy. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. 
He's he's yeah. one of those. I mean, um, I like a nice a nice cognac once in a while, a nice bourbon once in a while. I'm a rum guy too. When I have a drink, I, I you know it, it has to be bourbon, cognac, or, or rum, and no particular order. Those are yeah. things that I like. We're all together. Yeah. yeah. Have, that's what I have several things I'm I'm tasting as I'm uh, having a cigar. So I I feel you there. So yeah. since I was doing sweet, I have a uh, and also because I'm husky and I've had too many sweet drinks today. I just have my my green tea with a uh, with with some peach from from Starbucks, which actually does in fact go well with the floral bouquet yep. on the on the mm -hmm. acid twenties. I bet so, you know, while you guys imbue in the big boy drinks, uh, I have to live vicariously through you, but. I have to say, kudos Starbucks. The uh, peach green tea and the acid right. twenty actually went together. I can imagine very, very well. Yes. Of course, my stories will be far less interesting than everybody else's. But hey, what are you going to do? And I, I, you know, I did see some sort of a question that popped up, uh, Dell. As we know, uh, many years ago, you worked on the uh, Hill Street Blues. Go ahead, Dell. I was an intern for um, writers who worked on Hill Street Blues, Rockford Files, Starchy and Husk, Starsky and Hutch. They called it Starchy and Husk. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, you worked. Uh, you worked on Rockford Files too. Yeah, I actually got to write an episode of of Rockford. It was a two parter. The one where Angel uh, has his Vietnam flashbacks and goes to hell, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Wow. So you you interned on that. I interned on that. Yeah, it was when I when I first went to Hollywood. I uh, I had been making films since I was ten. Uh, I made a film when I was ten and won an award from the state of California. Got a thousand bucks, and my head just blew up and said, "I got to do this, <laughs> big dummy." Um, and then I eventually uh, went to L.A. and, and started working uh, in production. Did that for the longest time. I worked on HBO's first ever TV series. 12, 14 hours a day, six days a week, got pneumonia. And then I said, I got to get a day job. So I went to work at the Directors Guild and worked there for a few years, which was perfect networking. And that got me into Disney. Um, yeah. And from Disney, I went to Lucasfilm. And, you know, I just slept wow. with everybody. I was a whore. What can I say? Incredible. Yeah, several of these, friends. Uh, <laughs> several of been doing this thing for a long time. Yeah, and he's you know, it's always a blessing to 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 work with somebody like that because he's he's not only like a brother to me, he's a, he's a mentor. Yeah, you know he you know and 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 Maddie's another one of my mentors too because Maddie you know when we had conversations he was always giving me advice you know and um and the more you learn from your mentors the better you become as a person you know. Maddie was telling me shut up. Did he say that to you? Oh, shut <laughs> up! Listen, you, you just—you just had me impressed that you, that you were a whore, Dell. Don't take it that. <laughs> and of course, in my mind, I'm saying it like, like, like Sir Sean Connery. Listen here, Dell. You're nothing more than a whore. <laughs> Very nice. Now, Dell working on several of these uh, police shows early on, uh, Hill Street Blues and uh, Rockford Files. Uh, some of the early ones. I was just reading an article the other day. Um, it's been 70 years since uh, Dragnet uh, first uh, premiered. Uh, oh, yeah. What do you think of the evolution of the uh, the police shows? What, how they've evolved, and what do you see for the future? Uh, boy, you know, I don't watch them that much anymore. I used to watch Law and Order. Um, I mostly watch British stuff because I yeah. tried to watch a new Law and Order SVU. And I think they're making it for people who have like drug dependency because they give you little bits and pieces. Well, what the hell am I saying? They make uh, the Chicago films here, the Chicago TV shows here, Chicago police, Chicago crime, whatever it is. Right. Um, and it's the same guy. It's yeah. Dick Wolf who did Law and Order. And they don't make a lot of sense. Yeah. They, don't, they just don't make a lot of sense. And right. I have actor friends who work on these things and they're confused by the scripts. It's like, what's happening here? What's happening? And it's like the worst kind of writing. They tell you everything and then boom, here's the ending. And it's no surprise. I think what I see in films and I hope is coming back to TV too, the best quality stuff is like Breaking Bad and things like that where they oh, surprise yeah. you with something. And right. they, they give you characters yeah. that you can relate to. You know, we, we can all relate to being out in the desert in our underwear, I guess. I don't know. But um, most of us. 
<laughs> but it's it's that kind of thing where you have really relatable mm -hmm. characters, strong characters. That's I think that's never going to change. It's when I teach my students, I ask them about Wall-E. You know the the Disney film Wall-E. There's no humans in it. It's all just like a trash compactor and some kind of computer. But you give them human characteristics. It's just like watching videos of puppies and kittens. Mm -hmm. We project the human onto it. Yeah, and right. That's never going to change. That's that surprise element is uh, is so important. And, and I really enjoy. I, I love Rockford Falls. It's actually one of my my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw there was a few years ago. I think there was going to be an, a, a reboot of that, but I don't think it ever mm -hmm. happened. No. Yeah, it's just like it's true what what Della's saying. They just did a reboot on uh, CW for uh, Walker Texas Ranger, right? And right. you know, I didn't really like it. You know what I'm saying? Because they strayed away from so many things that made that show good. You know, when Chuck Norris did that show, you know, it it, it was more interesting. Like the one now, it's it's mm, it just doesn't have it. Like Della's saying, procedural shows were good back in the in in its heyday, the 70s, the 80s. You know, those were great shows. Like I, that, that's what I I love those type of TV shows and films of that era. Because now it's it's true. It's they give away too much and they take the mystery out of it. You know, you know what draws you in. You know, it just doesn't do it. Yeah. There's some shows like Bosch, right? Right. Bosch is another good show. I've seen it before. Yes. Yes. Titus Welliver. Shout out to Titus Welliver, fantastic actor who's mm -hmm. the lead in Bosch. Mike, uh, but that's taken from a series of books, and Michael yeah. Connolly helps write the scripts. So that's you know that's kind of unique. That's special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, and they were in the era that everybody wants to. The originality of screenwriting and everything's taken a hit too. Because how many remakes? If you go, if you do the first fifty or sixty years of cinema, yeah. right, and then you just do the last thirty years of cinema, think about in, in proportionally how many effing remakes have been in the last twenty oh. to thirty, right? Over Tons. And over. Tons. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. tons and yeah. and there's no reason for it because i mean well then again there are a lot of people that write whether they whether they write a teleplay screenplay whatever and not a lot of them make it because a lot of a lot of writers they you know they don't do it in a way where a script reader is going to say hmm this is the next hit you know because there's always gatekeepers this is not good and then when you get a really good one you know it happens once in a while Hollywood, like Dell was telling me not too long ago, Hollywood doesn't produce as many movies as it used to. You know, he come, he came from a what was it like four hundred? How many Dell? Four hundred a year at one time, and then it oh, dwindled yeah. down to to. Well, at the studios, we were making at Disney, we were making thirty films a year and acquiring five others. Yeah. Now yeah. it's gone down to about twenty. It did go down for a while to only five films a year at the studio. Mm -hmm. So it's climbing back slowly, but if they're putting all their money into uh, the Avengers or Justice League, they've got no money mm -hmm. left. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Great conversation with you guys. You guys are great. I can't wait to see what you all uh, what you do uh, with uh, with your upcoming productions and, and what happens next. I mean, hopefully everybody will be back up and going very very soon. Uh, it sounds like you're doing some really great stuff. Really Thank good. you, brother. Um, we appreciate it. And you're doing yeah. awesome with your blog. Maddie's yeah. my you. brother. Now I got another brother with you. And yeah. Dell is my brother. And I'm proud of all of you. And I'm grateful that, that you guys are, are, are around me and in my life because, you know, it's always good to have good people, positive people in your life, man. And, and um, yes. Yes. You know, I'm grateful to all of you. And thank you for having me on the show. It was an honor, man. It, is. it was an honor. Thank you. No, so thank much. you, guys. Thank but you. Thank you. Uh, and Sanj, thanks for putting up with Maddie. That's Sanj, a big thing. Yeah. Behave, Sanj. No boogie nights, all right? <laughs> no, no boogie nights here, brother. <laughs> we have a Sanj we have a question. No, no, we have a question from Shirt Guy. From, so from guy Ugata. So, uh, is it true that some of the new shows airing shouldn't have seen the light of day? Is what Oog's asking. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. What would be one of them that, or a couple of them? Any any of them that you want to mention or comment on? Go ahead. I I don't know. 
you know, my students talk about these things all the time, but I know for a fact that right now there's a lot of things that were never released before that they're releasing now because mm -hmm. they, just can't make, they just can't make anything, you know. You're not seeing your new season of your favorite show, things like that, so they're popping other stuff out there or bringing old stuff back, which is good in a way, but mm -hmm. there is a lot of stuff that nobody should see, have to see. Should have seen, yeah. right. So it's we a lot of stuff. We already have enough people on the hit list because it is today, so we should probably we keep that shit quiet, man. I don't have... I don't, I'm not fast enough to be looking 360 all the time. Thank you, Iz. You're Shit. welcome. You're welcome. And by, and by the way, that was that was shirt guy. So, so Gene is is we we call him shirt guy. There's you know our 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 deceased friends who we love, the Cuban Carl Reese called him the shirt guy. But second generation uh, fine garment maker who actually made uh, the costumes for the film industry and and and. And Broadway and stuff like that. So remember, keep in mind for costume design and development. Right. We got you, Gene. And and this tie too. This was the tie. And, and, yeah, the and, and this tie. Cool. This is the tie. He, he sent yeah. me one of the ties, which I, I love the tie. Thank you, shirt. Guy. I was gonna wear Sweet. a bow tie, but Gene got pissed off that I wanted mine to go around in circles, and he asked why I even talks to me. <laughs> well, we're gonna at some point, I think, Maddie, we're gonna have you wear the bow tie, and I'll dress like you. So. Oh go, man. Well, you know, hopefully you don't get people. He's going to get picked up and sent to a homeless shelter. <laughs> I'll be on, like, where's Tom? They're like, yeah, they don't, they don't like that riffraff out there. They picked his ass up and took him to a homeless shelter. Now, if there was if there was one show that you all would want to see re rebooted, what would it be between you, Adele, and uh, Iz? Oh. And Maddie and anybody. Sanj. Now, I, I'll leave this one to the experts. Yeah. yeah. Iz, go for it. A reboot show, I would like it to be, be properly done. I, I'm saying the... Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, but properly done. Properly Not done. Not the way that it's done on CW. On um, one, I saw it and I and I was like, where is the 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 backbone of the story? You know, they left a lot of the true elements of the story for the character. You know, the way Chuck Norris did it, you know, he breathed life. He he really breathed a lot of life into Cordell Walker. When I saw this reboot, it just it didn't fly. I don't know what it was. It, it, it just, you know, the development. It, there wasn't a lot of development in it. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and another show I would love to see get rebooted is like a Rockford Files. Mm. Um, yes. That definitely I would love for somebody to try to reboot that. And there was another show named Vegas with Robert Urich that I used to like back in the day. You know, a nice reboot of that. Starsky and Hutch. A lot of the 70s shows. Let's put it to you that yeah. way. Those will be nice reboots, in my opinion. How about you, Dell? Um, instead of a TV show, what I've had in my mind recently is, you know, Kenneth Branagh is doing the uh, Hercule Poirot, the the mystery on the Nile and the uh, yes. death on the Nile, all those things. I'd like to to be able to write new Miss Marples with Meryl Streep playing that character. Oh yeah, I think that would be cool. Oh yeah. That's all quality yeah. stuff, man. That would be cool. Yeah. That's all quality stuff. It's not a horror film, Maddie. I know. You can't wrap your head around it, but, you know, it'd be fun. <laughs> I'm trying. You well, are. As long as, I get, long as I get to play a corpse or something, I'm still in. I'm well, best. You, go, you keep <laughs> there. your British accent because you're going to play some, something in Bobby Brick. I told you already. Yeah. You already told me you want me to play British gangster. And I really don't have much of a problem with the ace. So there we'll talk go. about it. I could be quite the nasty motherfucker, right? There you Very go. Nice. <laughs> there you go. I love it. All right. So if, if you haven't already uh, taken a moment to retweet this, um, share it on YouTube, Facebook, whatever it might be. Take a moment. We'll, we'll draw that winner here in a moment for the uh, the bourbon barrel aged coffee from Janice Coffee Roasters. Make sure you check them out. And um, also that bourbon coffee we are doing with... Um, Janice Coffee, bourbonblog.com forward slash coffee. Did you did you get to spend any time with uh, James Gardner, Dell, when you did the uh, interning? Um, no, no. I, I worked with people. I'll tell you who I worked with. Uh, yeah. was a guy named David Harmon, whose son is Dan Harmon. Yep. Uh, who did, did community and a bunch of other things. But no, it was all writers. I was working just with writers in a room. Yeah. A smoke-filled room. You know what that's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We do. Yes, yeah. we do. But I used to, when I lived in L.A., I used to bump into all sorts of people everywhere. We were at uh, Formosa, which is uh, a 
nice restaurant. Part of it is one of the old train cars, you know, from like the 1910s. Um, and it's a very swanky sort of upscale. My roommate and I were having lunch. The only other person in there was Rod Stewart sitting about two tables away. Wow. And he kept doing everything he could to get our attention. We were like, <laughs> we were just like, <laughs> go away. Not, not Rod Stewart fans, please. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would know, man. When I go to L.A., I, you know, I'm at Pink's and Roscoe's. Don't you judge me. Pink's. Oh, no, ain't wrong with I love that. Pink's. Yes. <laughs> you go to Pink's, Pink's for your hot dogs and Roscoe's for your chicken and waffle. That's boys. right. There you go. That's right, brother. Yeah. That's exactly right. There you go. That's good. All right. We are going to uh, draw a number between 1 and 35. Who wants to draw it for our uh, – that those uh, – that coffee we're giving away. Who Dell is who wants to draw it? Uh one through thirty-five? One through thirty-five, yes. About fifteen. All right. Number fifteen goes to Chris Osgood. Chris, thanks for Ozzie, watching. Ozzy, what up, baby? Hey, Chris. Thanks for watching, Chris. We'll uh send that coffee to you and uh this audio will also be up uh, on our podcast channel, anchor.fm forward slash bourbon blog such an important uh, conversation about what you guys are doing and also just what is to come when we uh, all get out of this and uh looking at the film the tv industry thank you guys so much everybody for being on here tonight maddie what's happening next week do we know what's happening next week much love so one of my guys yes. me, so it's going to be somebody from from your world so it'll be it'll be some uh distiller bourbon people so Ooh. we will we will announce the name during during the week I don't have it in front of me. I just have their name. So it'll be surprise. <laughs> a surprise, a surprise booze. See, that's that's nice. gotta be good. I could imagine. I could imagine. Well, I gotta yeah. live, I gotta live vicariously through Tom to tell yes. me. Yes. That's, that's right. right. That's so I, right. I gotta uh, smile wave and uh and when we go off air, Dell and is stay online for a bit. We'll do. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank we you so much. It. We appreciate Del it. Thank is, you guys. Guys, uh, great work with everything you've been doing and looking forward to seeing your upcoming uh, shows. And uh, Maddie, Saj, everybody, much love as always. And uh, love, cheers. Thanks much for watching. Everybody out there, Saturday. thanks for tuning in as always. Gentlemen, much love. Glad to have you as my brothers. Always, Maddie. Cheers, guys. God bless. Always. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Take it easy, brother. <laughs>